Hey, it's Christian Hull here. Would you like to own your own home before you turn 89? Same! Home Buyer Centre is giving away $40,000 to go towards a brand new home. So wait no more! To enter, visit homebuyers.com.au forward slash win or call 136405. Let's start with Nathan Buckley. Bucks, welcome. Jared, how are you? I'm good. The idea of a team and its imperfections. Mm-hmm. So the Australian cricket team is not the completed product. It's not the superpower teams that has won tournaments in the past. Justin Langer, to my eyes, doing a masterful job yep. of not being defined by the limitations, mm. giving them a plan. It's an unorthodox plan. It runs against the, the evolution of one-day cricket at the moment. They've almost gone back, consolidate, yep. build a platform. How do you what, – what could you see in – not being defined by the imperfections or the limitations. You realise the superpower teams that you talk of were not perfect either and Mm. had limitations. Um, And then they worked with theirs until they believed that they were impregnable and and they didn't see their limitations anymore. They simply saw their strengths. So I think every team potentially takes this journey from where they are to where they want to be and – and I think the the outside observer takes that journey as well. You you go from looking at the reasons why not, uh, and then when a team um, from inside starts believing in itself and starts performing, and this is only a really short um, snapshot at this point. You know, we we've there's still a fair road to travel. Then, um, um, as a Byproduct and as a side effect, then the people on the outside start realizing, oh, gee, I I didn't realize that that was capable and this was possible and and that we had these strengths. So I think that's probably what you witness in the evolution of of a team, um, and when expectations are are, are, are I suppose superseded um, or bested by um, the performance and and. Um, yeah, you know, that's a much better place to be than when you look on uh, when you look on a team and you think they're underperforming. And the idea of leadership. So in cricket, as Aaron Finch sat with us and he said, so he's looked at the leaders of the past and what they did was they made runs. And his responsibility, yep. the hardest part of him failing during that period was he's trying to lead a team while he couldn't make a run. And now he's got both. He was always captaining well, but he couldn't make a run, and so he felt that undermined his position. It undermined his voice in meetings. Could he call out others who weren't doing it while he wasn't making a run? Now he's leading in the manner that he wants to. He's making the runs. He's setting the tone, and so I presume his sense of authority is yep. is absolute right now. Well, I think the, the leadership challenge is exactly that. You, you need to – I mean – Aaron Finch is before he's a captain, before he's a batsman, he's a human, and he needs to be validated internally and within himself for what he provides to the team for what he sees would be his primary role, which would be to make runs. Um, and and the, the leadership stuff, is it's great to go back to when you might be going through a rough patch. You say, well, I'm still providing here and I'm still providing there, but the ego and, and everything that you're – dreamed about you when you're a kid is going out and scoring a ton or you know a gritty a gritty um, 40 you know at the end of the innings when it's needed or even at the beginning depending on the the wicket that you're on but that's what he dreamed about um, 
and I suppose you dream about being a captain as well, but the the leadership challenge is to actually perform and to bring your strengths to the table first and foremost. And, and I think every leader goes through that, every playing leader goes through that at various times. And um, the best contribution that any leader can make is to actually play to the team's intent and, and um, to its focuses, but to bring the, your strengths to the table and to... Uh, and to lead in that manner, and and then the, the the rest of the leadership challenge is is falls into place, and it's a little bit easier as as he uh, has enunciated. Can you remember that when you were playing? Whether there were periods where you're not you're not performing in the way that you want to as a player, let alone as a captain. Yeah, I mean the ego's ego's ever present, isn't it? So you 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 want to be feeling good about yourself. I mean. As a, as a coach, you want everyone in your organisation to be feeling good about themselves, but at the same time challenged and motivated and inspired to to find a better version of, of what they're doing or, or new growth. Or um, So I, I think um, that that leadership uh, challenge is always there. And, and I, there's no doubt, even Pendle's probably in the first couple of weeks this year, um, we, we showed him some edits where he was uh, directing you know, traffic, he's a traffic cop out on the field and he does that, you know, better than anyone else. And it might have been to the detriment of, of his own decision-making of where he needed to be or ball winning or getting to the contest. He might have been, you know, a couple of metres shy of where he might have been otherwise because he's looking around and, and checking out the position of everyone else and, and directing. So ultimately getting that balance right is a tough one. And, yeah, I, I've, de- I've definitely been there. Um and and it is a it is a balance because if you ignore the leadership aspect of it, if you look, ignore the direction aspect of it, and you're just in your own space, well then you're not, by definition, you're not leading. So it is a it is a challenge. It's an evolution to be able to do it. Not every player, not every that's why not every great player has a capacity to be a captain or a leader because they don't have that. I suppose that natural affinity to go out of themselves to direct, and then they they, they all their resources. It can only be tipped into what they're doing at the time. Will you put us inside the coach's box on Sunday? Yeah. What? what were you... Well, well I, I saw some vision. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think everyone was inside the coach's yeah, box yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Were you? Um, were you agitated going in? No. Did, so did you see stuff early that agitated? The you? first half was was, you know, the first half we, defensively we were really poor. Yep. I don't know what the score was. I think we were five points down. I think we might have been five points down. But we 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 spoke about all week how how we wanted to play, how we wanted the game to look, and it looked the opposite of that. Um, and it was, you know, largely the dogs were able to execute what they wanted. We believe. I mean, Bevo can speak for for Western Borders. I think that's out of it all. I'm, I don't want to be disrespectful to the Bulldogs. I'm just talking about us. And Bevo can talk about Bulldogs and other coaches can talk about their group as much as they like. It's, there's no disrespect because I think Bulldogs played really well, but I don't know that. No, I don't know what their plans were. Um, but the game was not what we wanted it to be in the first half. And um, we, we were better in the third quarter, early in the last. And then the last three or four minutes were just, you know, were just putrid. You know, were just really poor. And, um, and that was that precipitated probably the feeling that I had <clears throat> um, going back in, into going in the press conference afterwards and, and the conversation with the players because uh, it sort of brought up the, the first half again. But 
I mean, I'm, I, you've got to be conscious of your own emotions, your own feelings, and whether they're whether they're actually connected to what's actually going on, um, and whether they are a fair representation of where, say, the, West, the rest of the group are. Um, and I'd like to think that I've got a fairly good gut feel for for where our group is at the moment, and for the way we see it, uh, and then I can hit the right mark with yeah, in discussion with the, with the playing group. So the the coaches were disappointed. How we went about it, the, the players were disappointed. How we went about it. So when, um, so it, it has a physical effect on you. Is that's that, that, on me? That, yeah, that, uh, that would be the observation from the vision that we saw. Well, couldn't hide it. <laughs> couldn't hide it. <laughs> when, uh, so what? What's that sensation like? Do you do you go with it? Do you try to curb it? Was this a day that you were happy for to let it to get away, or is it just how you how you feels how you feel? Yeah, well, I, I've learned to trust myself a little bit more with that. I think that um, not always is the public uh, acutely aware of of how you feel. I suppose. I mean, I um, I suppose we get criticised or people get criticised for not being open, not being honest, and not being transparent. And then when you are, it gets it gets. Um, Sensationalised. So, I, I um, there were plenty of emotions on on Sunday, and and there was some there was some good stuff, and there was some bad stuff. The bad stuff's been focused on, and and um, I think that was more prevalent, um, to be honest. So, but yeah, look, that was um, we're closer to our next game than we than we were to that game. So we're now sort of I've now moved on. We've now moved on. We've reviewed the game. We're we're, um, we're full forward to North, and our next opportunity. So we we've had some. We we had some clear learnings out of that game, things that we didn't execute that um, either individually or collectively that we that we know we need to get better. That because we we've, we've got a fairly good sense of who we are, um, the type of football that we want to play, the elements that bring that together, and when we do it and when we don't. So we didn't do it, and um, that's as black and white as it as it needs to be. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> is there someone who in the box who tries to Simmer you down? Um, yeah, look, it, it's um, it's important. I, I, I at no stage did I think my decision making. You know, so I'm, we're, this is this is um, uh, my um, or the images of the coach's box or my um, displeasure. I don't think is unique. Um, so let's let's clear. But we and this is getting far more sort of airtime and focus than it might otherwise get, I suppose. But no, no, the, the dynamic in the coach's box is important to be able to maintain really strong decision-making, to be able to access the information that you're seeing, um, that you're that is fed up from the coach's box, um, from the, the line coaches and, and what they see. And um, it's important to, to, to maintain some form of emotive uh, consistency to be able to you know, find that right level. I mean, everyone has an arousal point where it goes over the top. You're too aroused, or you're not aroused enough. And 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 I think even in decision making, that is a that is a fact. Um, that is a consideration. So, I think we 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 regulate fairly well as a group. Um, and I, you know, there's checks and balances in there. But yeah, I, I think periodically you get a tap on the shoulder. It didn't it didn't come on the weekend. But I, I wasn't alone in in the in the disappointment of um, how we were performing and yeah. and the and the um, and the intent to do whatever we needed to do to turn that around. And what's the value of a, a good burst, either at a, a quarter time or a half time or in a post match? Is 
do you you have to have that club in the bag and then you have to know when to play it? What have yeah, you learned about that over the years? Yeah, well, I think potentially the value of a good burst can be anywhere from from nothing to absolute. Um, and it really isn't so much in how good the burst was, you know, how many swear words, you know, the, the, the decibels. Um, it's more about um, how it's received and whether it's – genuine and authentic that's that's what it's about i i i've understood and and i've and i've heard people talk about the theater of coaching i i just don't understand that i it's not part of me it's not part of who i am i I find it very difficult to think okay well the the group the group need a burst here um so some summon up that emotion to be able to give them a, a raz when i don't when I don't feel that, or the the group just need to be reinforced here and and told how good they are. If I don't believe it, or or, or these elements are are going well when they're not, I, I find that very difficult. So I just genuinely come from um, being authentic and trusting that the players will, you know, accept that for what it is, and then and take from it what they need to. Ken Hinckley said at various stages he goes home and Donna goes to him. Ken, what, Kenny, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> did you get? When you go home, they go, the boys go, yeah, we wound up today. Yes, they did. <laughs> they they they, they um, thought that I'd broken the phone. <clears throat> so um, that didn't happen. That was quite sturdy on the weekend. It, was, uh, it, it showed a lot of resilience. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Buckley is here for the brand new Mornington Telstra store, Shop 23, Mornington Central, pop in and see Peter and his wonderful team. Uh, we'll broaden out after the break and then uh, about 9.35 we'll take your calls. How far did you get with the cricket last night? What did you learn? And maybe a salute to Aaron Finch. There might be a few who are ready to square up. by a 100% Australian electricity and gas retailer. That's Red Energy. Switch today. The BMW End of Financial Year event is now on at Doncaster BMW. On SEN, you're listening to Waitley. Want to have your say? Ring Jared on 1300 736 736. Now, back to Waitley. 14 rounds into the AFL season, so everyone's played 13 games. The ladder makes sense again. Nathan Buckley, just give me a sense of so where, uh, what are we, the end of June? What what does this represent in the span? Everyone's had their bye? Sit- Before I answer, well, with that um, Guelphy one, yep, the, the yep. McGovern Guelphy one, and just seeing other vision of you know, guys just putting their hand out and then basically slicing their hand to pieces. Imagine if Guelphy went into the fence that way when that, when that hadn't been fixed, his face would have been ripped ripped to shreds. Yeah, that would be quite significant, wouldn't it? That would be. I mean, as if it wasn't a mistake enough. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, the season. No, uh, actually, John has just shoot some topics around. Yeah, score of you. Score of you. Yeah. Holding <laughs> well, you're all over it. You are all over it. Um, oh, but I, I, th- I, one, one thing I, I mean, I presume you've researched it and, and got as much information as you possibly can and know about the training. I, I'm not, I'm not as read up on it. So, if in fact, um, you know, just Ma and Pa are doing it and um, and making the best call that they can without the training, well, then that's um, that's a concern, um, and it's not what we're looking for, um, as you have enunciated yourself. So no, it's it's um and, and yeah, there have been some decisions that have been that have cost games ultimately, 
and um, yeah, we we want to we want to make sure we're trying to take that out of out of it. In fact, what we've done is highlighted highlighted the reality that there are, there are quirks in the game that you know we're trying to uh, adjudicate out, but we haven't been able to at this point. We're adjudicating them in. Well, they've always been there. Mm. We're just more aware of them. Because the broadcast is different. You, you don't think that there was... Well, we're making errors from the I, booth. I kicked so the goal. errors I kicked, on the ground are okay. I kicked a goal in the, in 06. I kicked a goal against Brisbane. And I reckon the way it came off, I can't work out how they didn't think it was touched. Now, I it, it wouldn't have just touched... It would have touched 10 fingers, the forearms, and the ball <laughs> still spun out of the kick and actually went... You know, it actually looked like it half, half had come up, like I hadn't quite timed it. I threw the arm up straight away because it went through. I'm thinking there's no way they're going to pay that, <laughs> and it got paid. So there, there are there. We forget, we forget. You know, we, you forget. You look at the ground that the MCG and the surface now, and you forget that once it was a quagmire. We forget that every game was played on Saturday, and you only ever saw, you only really ever saw one game live, and you and you probably didn't even very often. You saw Ted Whitten play once or twice a year. So when everyone tells you he's a gun. He's a gun. But now you get a chance to watch everyone, every game they play if you want to, because you're in super coach, because you're in dream team. So you so the 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 punter at, sort of out in the suburbs has a has a greater opinion. He doesn't have to go word of mouth anymore. He can actually go and have a look for for the players that he loves and the players that, that he thinks is best in the competition. So there's plenty that, that changes, but we forget. We forget how, how fortunate we've got it and how, how good we have got it. And um we're progressing. We're going the right way. Anything else grabbed you? Um, I, I'm <laughs> you, you, you ask. I've got a paper in front of me, telling me that they're telling me that Matty Scharenberg is ready to play this weekend. Now, I don't think Shaz will play this weekend, but he's playing very well. So I got asked about him. Made a very positive comment about how he's tracking, and then it's reported that he's likely to come in on the weekend. So I'll, I'll have to have a conversation with Shaz now off the back of that. Um, but oh, it's it's um, I have a, a healthy cynicism for the way things are reported and why they're reported. Twenty four hours after Jaden Stevenson's penalty came down, I did a press conference the day after I was in here last week. Um, I wasn't asked one question about Steve-O, but I was asked about Darcy Moore's haircut. So we were able to get to the big issues there. Uh, it just reinforced to me the the cycle of a, a media cycle is not a, not twenty four hours anymore. It's it's very short and very sharp. And if there's something else that draws the attention of the viewer or the reader or the listener, um, then the media will go to that. It's not really what's important. It's just what's what's going to get the most eyeballs and get most people interested. There you go, mate. That was a bit of stream of consciousness for you. Does that help? So when we parted last week, it was a question around how does um, Jaden work his way through yep. that 72 hours, which yep. maybe I forecast was going to be more difficult than it was. Does that on a public front, not obviously on a private front. Yeah, and no, I think that what invariably happens is, despite the the fact that um, yeah, the media is very prompt and and there there is more transparency to a degree because I know Tim Lane you know disappointed with a level of transparency on maybe the, the specificity of how the decision was reached and, and why and why not. Um, the the reality is is that. That Jaden had already lived through the trauma of the event, of owning up, of the investigation, um, of the 
the guilt and embarrassment within his organ, within you know, within himself, with his club, and and it was only the, the last part of it was the public um, understanding of it, um, and he has received support, you know, consistently, you know, and strongly from a wide range of areas, his family and friends, and the club as 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 such, um, and he's handled himself brilliantly. We now have a, a plan for him, you know, a, you know, a, we've sat down. Jeff Walsh, Nick Maxwell, uh, Steve-O have sat down and mapped out a, a plan for him and, and it includes a few little breathers but there's a couple of heavy training blocks in there. Um, he's going to help us prepare um, for our for our games weekly. Uh, and about this time last year, I think Adam Trelaw went down. So, I mean, and so people want to know about the impact of, you know, missing a guy like Steve-O. Well, there is an impact but the whole idea of a squad is that you – can cover for each other. We started the we started this piece with um, a team with weaknesses, um, finding strengths and and being able to come together and buffer those weaknesses. Well, that's that's what an AFL club, an AFL team is supposed to do. There's 22 that play. There's 45 to choose from. Some are injured. Some are in form. Some aren't. Some are struggling at home. Some are happy with themselves. Some aren't. Um, some played well last week and some didn't. So. Um, Sometimes a coach is happy, sometimes he's not. <laughs> but we cover for each other and it's the, the collective uh, end product that, that matters and yeah, we'll cover for steve Nathan Buckley in the studio this Wednesday morning. We'll take your calls on the cricket shortly after Meredith with the news. Thanks, Meredith. A um, couple more. So we're in this new studio, <laughs> mate. You, you keep looking at this big photo of yourself. <laughs> it's it's think, embarrassing, isn't it? I didn't think that you were that way, but anyway. I'm hard, yeah, it's hard to escape, isn't it? Um, when you <laughs> Where's look- my photo? I'm not coming in next week if there's not a photo. We've got to get the uh, Mornington Telstra store on there for you. Is that right? Okay. Hey, well done. Um, when you look at other coaches, so Ken Hinckley. Yep. A lot of coaches talk about whether whether they will pull the trigger at selection or not. He yep. goes, bang, 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 drops yep. three players, two best and fairest from his past three years. Um, what do you see when you see a coach – be that aggressive as he tries to sh- – so he says we can't just meander along. We have to chase. And yeah. to, to chase, we have to disrupt. Yeah, well, and I, this is how I'm disrupting. If um, if Charlie Dixon wasn't available, Paddy Ryder would play. Yep. So, I mean, there, there's always a reason. There's always – has to be something better. If you're making a decision, you're doing it because you think it's going to be better. So um, I suppose there would be a perception – and, and a reality that that's, that some match committees and senior coaches have a, a different threshold for risk, um, and and Ken does talk about being brave, and they've, that's probably been in Port Adelaide's DNA since he had took over as coach, and and we were all captured by the way that they went about their first couple of years under him, um, and it's I suppose in the end the only thing that really the only thing that really counts is how often you can get your group consolidated and connected to be able to perform on, on the weekend. I heard Chris Scott on the Monday night, I think it was, say that he thought that win-loss is overrated and that, you know, in the end that that um, that every coaching challenge is different and you've got to make the most of what you've got in that environment. And and I, I agree with him to an extent, but in the end, how well a coach does and how well a club is doing um, is ultimate is ultimately the percentage of win loss. The fact that that Chris's is over seventy percent and uh, and he has the yeah he has an exceptional win loss record. I think he's he's um, probably being a little bit 
self-effacing. Is that is that the right word? Yep. Yeah. Um, but so I so but I can understand the sentiment of it, and um, yeah, they're they're um, the appetite for risk or for shaking things up, or some some coaches will keep want to keep things as consistent and support and, and back their players. And there there are different coaches that are on different ends of the spectrum with all of that. And the idea of having players on edge, so, and Kenny gave voice to that. He yeah. dropped Ryder and then he essentially with, confronted Lysette with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think that, um, yeah, once we have seen uh, the results of it and, you know, so Port Adelaide go and beat Geelong who had only, you know, lost the one game for the year. So you would say that on the broad brush that, the decisions that were made were, were positive and had the right outcome. Um, you, there's always there's always short term um, spikes, I suppose, that you can find and look for, um, and different motivations and reasons for performing for your playing group, and that, and that really is the coaching challenge. And and you know only Ken and his and his coaches would would feel that they have a handle on what the right buttons to push with their players are. Um, and everyone can have an expectation or, a, or an opinion externally, but you're, you're doing it with less information than, yep. than the people internally. So how do have. you wrestle with it? Do you develop a gut <coughs> to go, these are the buttons this week yeah, well, I suppose this month? We come back, to, come back down to sort of, you know, being authentic and being genuine and, you know, so not being, you know, enamoured with our performance, especially in the first half against the Bulldogs. Does that, you know, is that... Focusing too much on the negative is it, you know, and, I, and I, in, in the end, that's all secondary. Um, if you call, if you call it as you see it, you make the decisions you need to make. You're, you've you've got you know, a really strong connection and relationship with your players. They 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 understand that they're valued for who they are as much as what they bring on the football field. Uh, any conversation is a lot easier after that. Um, they're not all easy, but they're a lot easier, um, and and it's more sincere and more real. Um, and I find that that's, uh, that that's where you get the best out of people when they, when they actually feel valued and respected for, for what they bring and, and they see an opportunity con- to contribute to the, to the greater good of the, the club's endeavours. So that's, um, I suppose there's a philosophy in, mm. in a statement. Uh, thanks for coming in. I'll, I'll away for a couple of weeks. So I'll see you on the other side. We'll do. Go well. Thanks, Jared.